Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, honky sonk. Oh, it's quite powerful, quite resigned, yeah. quite sort of world-weary. I'm, I'm here, and I mean business this time. When you say business, do you literally mean business, like CEO of a large company? Or? Yeah, if, if need be. Yeah. If, if, if Athletic Women's has become a large company since the last time we did one, then yes. Do you have a I fa- regard myself as the CEO. Do you have a favourite large company? I mean, large company. Um, the largest one I can think of that I'm oh, really No, I didn't into. ask you what you got. All oh, no. right, sorry, yeah. <laughs> Please, let me Sorry, finish. The largest one I can think of that I'm into, into, Neto. You really like Neto? Yeah. Now, for people who don't live in the northeast, tell them what Neto is. It's like Aldi. But? But they, they shut about five years ago. Oh, right, but you've always, you, you like the <laughs> it's memory It's a nostalgia thing. Yeah. It's like Toffos. Neto, Toffos. Hey, yeah. do you remember Neto? remember Neto from about 2011? Do you remember those weird trolleys they had? Your brass hand would get stuck in the mechanism so you'd shit your pants. Hey. Hey. Listen, I've got some names for you this week because right. I'm fed up with being dictated to. I do, I do exactly the opposite of dictate to you, actually. I say, here is a choice of names yeah, or it, you can be Ronnie Hot Dog. Yeah, but there's an inherent sort of threat there, I think. It's kind of like pick one of these names... Because I've made an effort to come up with them. Do you know I once went, Andy? I'm sorry, just remembering. I did. I, t- I, I might have told you this before, but I once. Did, have I told you about when I hurt my eye with a bit of grass? And yes. I, yeah. Unless that was someone else that told me that, because it sounds quite common. Oh, okay. Well, forget it then. Right. I won't no, tell, tell you. It, I won't on. tell you. Well, I went to. I was filming Randall Upkirk deceased. <laughs> I was. And I In bent, South Africa. <laughs> and at some point, I bent down and just a long bit of grass. You know mm-hmm. the ones that have the uh, bits on the end that you can like throw. Yeah, and the stick and is that grass? I don't know, hay or grass, whatever. It is. Yeah, and it hit, and it really hurt my eye. So I went to accident and emergencies, and <laughs> it was a Chinese uh, nurse, and she said, "What's happened?" And I said, "I um, hurt my eye with a bit of grass." And she said, "Bob's pointing to his eye with his finger as yeah, if it's a and bit she of grass said, at this point." She said, "Glass, oh. right?" <laughs> and it's not a racist oh, thing. It's what she said. Yeah. I said, "No, we're not glass, right? Grass." And then I thought. And I genuinely, I thought this would be easier. So I said, nettle, right? She said, metal? <laughs> <laughs> and I could see that I would be like, anyway, I just, isn't it amusing? Like the, you know, the cultural differences. Under- yeah. We're going to miss all that post-Brexit, aren't we? No, we'll still remain. Anyway, I've got four names for you. No, three names for you to choose from. All right. Or you can be Honky Tonk. Honky Tonk. Right, you can be Colonel Pipe Bomb. <laughs> yeah, tempted. I haven't got a backstory because I can't be asked. Colonel Pipe Bomb, you can be The Hidden Chest. Right. Mysterious, eh? The lost book. Possibly a wrestler. The hidden chest. The hidden chest, okay. Or O'Learian Sons. A family concern. Scrap dealers, is it? Might be. If you want to be. Or you can be Honky Tonk. Um, What was the first one? First one was Colonel Pipe Bomb. (laughs) Do you know, for one day and one day only, I'm going to be Colonel Pipe Bomb. Right. Enjoy it. Okay, now I I wasn't going to offer you any, but there's two. 
I'm just seeing you today. You're looking quite world weary, relaxed, resigned, you know. Laid back. A bit laid back. So I was thinking, out. maybe you would like to be called Barry Homeowner. Right. You know what I mean? There's that relaxed feeling that you get from being yeah. a homeowner. Mortgage paid off? Or yeah. It's Barry. Is Barry a homeowner? There's something about him that yeah. makes me think he is. It's the yeah. sweater over his shoulders, knotted. Yeah. Yeah. So, Barry Homeowner, or you could be, I'm thinking that this person, maybe, I don't know if he's Turkish or not, but I know he has a good, fun, has a good laugh in his life, yeah. fun discos, Michael Jackson songs, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Harry Sylvester. <laughs> do you think, do you like him? I like them both, you know. Yeah. But I'm going to go for security, I'm going to go for Barry Homeowner. Barry Homeowner. Because I'm sick of renting the fungalow. I'd yeah. love to be a homeowner, Bob. This is Barry. Um, I'd say it's to Jeff. Jeff, this is Barry. Barry yeah. Um, hi, I'm Barry. I'm uh, I'm a homeowner. I didn't know if you know own my yeah. own home. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, I, why are you terrific. mentioning that, Barry? That sounds like the kind of thing a prick would do. You know, I didn't think at first. I thought, how am I going to manage these mortgage payments? Yeah. Um, especially with travel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I live thirty miles away from work now. Yeah. But actually, I I have managed. I've been because of course I've been staying in more. Because yeah. it's so lovely being a homeowner and having your own home to enjoy. I've been decorating, doing a bit of interior design. It's been terrific. And an Englishman's home, after all, is his castle. I mean, it's a shame, you know, a lot of pubs are closing left, right and centre willy-nilly because people just don't go out as much. I think it's because people just want to stay in within their own environment. Yeah. And, and you know, just maybe have a bottle of wine. Yeah, I mean, evening. I've had a few friends over from the office yeah, and we've yeah. always eaten lasagna! <laughs> So I say, Good big I say, Gary, hey, Gary Kev, do you fancy coming over to my home that I own um, <laughs> this evening? You know, that kind of that's thing. That's good, yeah. Well, that's, that's me. That's me in a nutshell, Barry Homeowner. When I think of you sat on your poof eh, watching your um, little telly, drinking your lager and yeah. eating your chicken dippers yeah. and your buttered bread. Are you one of those northerners who has buttered bread with everything? Well, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I just have a spoonful of butter in between breads. All right, so it's a buttery life you lead, yeah? It is, yeah. You've actually, you've got a tack, right? Yeah. A, a t- what is it, a tit accessory kit? Yeah. Tit apprehension? It's, it's, yeah, it's accessory kit. Accessory it? kit. It's kit, like I said. So, but see, so that's well, your, I have because I went and bought my own, yeah. That's your visual body, isn't it? It is. You look at your tits... Yeah. You clean your tits, you wear your tits, you buff your tits, yeah. you heat your tits, you cool your tits, yeah. you protect your tits from frost. Yes. Just because you can see them. But what is powering my tits, Bob? What's powering your tits? My heart. Your heart? Is that what Look I'm trying to tell you? Look at my tits. Would, is this the product <laughs> of an unhealthy heart? Look at them. Have I got a... Hang on, I'll pull my shirt So what up. are you saying? That you, are, are you... Oh, Jesus fucking wept. Andy, are you what you think that those tits, them. those tits have got roots that well, yeah. go to your heart? But they're just in front of where my heart is, aren't they? So obviously they're powered by my heart. Yeah, but does does your heart want to be spending its time powering your high maintenance tits? Would my heart be upset by powering something as aesthetically yes, gorgeous yes, as this? Yeah. Yeah. Of course it wouldn't. If it didn't enjoy it, it would make them all wonky. Oh, it's not and trying to enjoy it. It's not trying to enjoy it. It's trying to do its freaking job, innit? It's trying I to do its job. I didn't ask for these. Yeah. You do realise that what they say is, is that take a look at your, your tits if you're a man, yeah? Yeah. Grab one of those tits, yeah? Yeah. And that will equal the amount of fat that is surrounding your heart at the moment, restricting it 
and restricting the vessels Who around it. Who says this? I say this. <laughs> you just made this up. No, I haven't made it up. I'm sorry. Well, I haven't you got said the... it originally. What's your source? Well, oh, all right. It's probably in the British Medical Journal, but I, you know, I haven't actually got me f- the, with the fucking footnote here with probably me. Probably fucking take a break or something. <laughs> Can we re-establish your credentials as the memory man? Yeah, of course been, can. It's been over a month. What, do you think I fear it? I don't <coughs> fear it. The well, only we'll thing see. I fear is the fucking black mamba. We'll see. Puff. Memory man. Yep. Do you remember the name of the act that headlined the lactose intolerance stage on the Friday night of the Glastonbury Festival? In 2004. Just a minute. The what? The lactose? The lactose intolerance. Oh, it might be in a tent. Sorry. Lactose intolerance Is this tent. a real thing, Andy? Yeah. Well, I'm going to be guessing here because I wasn't aware of it. So who headlined? Who the... headlined on the Friday night, 2004, Glastonbury, in the lactose intolerance tent? <sighs> Do I remember it? Do you remember who it was? No, I don't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't say I do. That's um. You're going to tell that's me. That's disappointing. You're going to tell no, me it was. No. All right. We'll move on. Well, uh, that's the end of the podcast. Then. So that that no, that's it. We've got to stop now. No, I'm not stopping. Well, you've got to because no, you've got to stop I'm sorry, I'll crack off. Oh myself. well, I'm fucking off then. <laughs> hey, have you ever noticed, Andy? Come back in. Shut the door. Come on, you're with me now. You're safe. <sighs> have you ever noticed? When you go to swimming baths and you do back crawl, have you ever noticed you invariably knock a child unconscious with your brass hand? And you not <laughs> noticed that? Hey. Oh, fuck you. Have you noticed there's always one Tuesday every year when everyone goes apeshit for pancakes <laughs> and you can't buy any lemon juice to loosen the hinge on your brass hand? Have you noticed that? <laughs> That's the underwater. Aspect. Oh right. Do you it's say I'll do that again? Comedy this Have week. you noticed that? Do you like it? It's all right. All right. It's gangs of the EPL. So, it's not going back a bit now. I'm sorry because of the shoulder has been so long. So, I went to the Borough Man United... I can't believe United... you've been off for a month with a shoulder. A fictional shoulder injury. Sorry, carry on. So, I went to the Borough Man United game at Old Trafford. As usual, of course, I had my VIP tickets. Yeah. So, I went to Players Lounge. Oh, it was a hell of a game as well. Good game. Went to Players Did Lounge. Yeah, but we were winning yeah. 1-0 till the 86th oh, well, minute. That'll look good in the league table at the end of the season when you get relegated. Yeah, Is there a league table that we it's almost won? all about... Fucking league tables and winning and losing. I had a lovely day out at the football. All right, tell us all about it. So I went to the players' lounge. I got a pint of IPA, yeah, some nice cold ham and peas pudding, and I camped. I went to camp down in one of the cubicles in the toilet because I'm not mixed yeah. with all the people up there. Yeah. Just as I was walking in, actually, I passed. Uh, I saw Karanka. He was just coming, uh-huh. coming out. So I said, "Oh, hey, Tor." And he said, hello. So that was nice to have said hello to him. And then there was a cubicle that was, um, I thought it was open. It was open, yeah. but I thought there was no one in there. But I pushed it open a little bit more, and there was, you know, Zlatan, is that, what's his second name? Slatan Ibrahimovic. Ibrahimovic was in there. Now, Andy, what a sight. 
he had his pants, his pants down and everything. Aye, and obviously. he was he had one he was stood up with one leg either side of the of the pot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with his fuck me shoulder, with his hands on his on his hips. Yeah, just stood over it, having a tod. Oh, that's how he does it. Really? So, yeah, Not crouching. No, just no bending on hips. Just expelling it. Yeah, as if he was waiting for I a s- bus. <laughs> waiting for the special bus. So, so um, <laughs> I said, "Oh, I'm sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. <clears throat> you should have locked the door." So he goes, "You know what he's like." <clears throat> he goes, "Zlatan, do not lock door." Yeah. I said, "Oh yeah, oh, fuck yeah. I said, "Why not?" He says, "I don't know how to." <laughs> So, but he didn't, you know, he was happy to admit Confident it. enough to emit yeah, a Todd standing to. up but can't lock a door. So I shut the door for him and I take my seat, get tucked into my am and right. place pudding. By the way, I'm not having a doing a motion. I just like the privacy. Yeah. Just get on with it and get get some grub. Well, you're a celebrity. There. You don't want to be bothered, do you? Then if someone comes in, I look over the top. It's Wade Rooney. Wade Rooney, yeah? Yeah. I look, see, he's dressed in like a very bright crimson red jumper that has like a woolen 3D crab. Yeah. Like mainly claw. I'd say it was actually crab claw sticking out of each shoulder, a bit like epaulets, yeah? Yeah. And just sticking out, I noticed it's for keeping wet wipes in. Right. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Do you find that interesting? Yes. <laughs> He's with Phil Jones and Mar- uh, Mark Rashford, yeah? Right. <laughs> <laughs> They've got this same um, jump around with the crab claws and, the, and, the, and the, the wet wipes, yeah? Yeah. Wade has got a little robot with him, yeah? Looks a bit like, do you know, like, I was going to say Star Wars robot, Metal Mickey or something. A little Metal Mickey, yeah. 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 You're a bit all made on casters and functional. that. Functional? Remote control, functional, yeah. Yeah. And so this, I can't do Scouse. Can you do Scouse? Because you could do... Well, I can say chicken. Like I'll do Scouse. Soup. In the Mark Lawrenson style of things, I'll do well, I, Rudy's bits, if you like. I, there's probably too much dialogue, but oh, I'll, I'll do bits, see how you get on with right, it. Okay. Says, so, so this is it, says Wade. This is Rudy 2D. This is it. This is Rudy 2D. Yeah, I don't like it. All right, and he will, he'll give us an advantage against the Southern gangs. That's Jimmy Ars- That's not Scouse. At Arsenal and Spares. Yeah? Right. It's technological and electric. And it's fucking cute to boot. <laughs> Which he had to agree with. It was cute. Was it? I love him, says Phil. Phil Jones. Can I take him home so we can strike up a friendship? Oh, I, I, do you remember uh, Charlie Williams? Yes. He speak like that, didn't he? Yes, and Cholton from Cholton and the Wheelies. I tell you what, I'll say that Phil Jones talks like that then, so I'll do that again. <laughs> oh, I love him, said Phil. Can I take him home so we can strike up a friendship? No, says Wade. Like, no. No. Colleen would go spare. She likes to sleep. He likes to sleep. She, she likes him to sleep with us in our bed, you know, during the dark section of the day. Yeah. Right? Just ask him anything you want, says Wayne. So Phil says, who is the best UK-based football, <laughs> football team? And the robot says, Manchester United, of course. They have more money than most and a very large stadium. Manchester United's best player is Wade Rooney. He has paid a very high wage and always gives 230%. Bang! At this point, Zlatan kicks open the door of his cubicle. Bang! You know, he does those high kicks. (laughs) Yeah. Smacks it open. Who dare say that I, Zlatan... I'm not the best player for United. That's why he doesn't lock the fucker, isn't it? Well, so, so they, they kick uh, out. 
RD2D or whatever he's called. He says, it is a fact. Get used to it, big nose. <laughs> so Zlatan boots the robot smack straight against the bog wall and it's destroyed. You know how it does. <laughs> you know, that, yeah. that kind of thing. And Zlatan says, now tell me, who is the best player in the United team? And they all say, you are Zlatan, right? Correct. And then he touches his toes with his nose. Yeah? And bends right over. And he says, now, wipe Zlatan's ass." And they all go, yes, Zlatan. And they all take the little wet wipes. Oh, that's what they're for. Out of the crab claws on the shoulders and start working away at his anus. (laughs) Gently. Yeah. At this point, Andy. Yes. At this point. George Clark, you know, from Amazing Spaces. Yeah. He's been at the match. He comes out of another cubicle and he's saying, oh, that cubicle is an amazing space. <laughs> <laughs> then, then he sees Zlatan bent down, so he gets down to have a look at, at his earnest and that. And he says, <laughs> wow, that's an amazing space. You could get two bedrooms and a playroom up there. It's amazing. <laughs> and that's the end of me, uh, Gangs of the Premier League. I've got some um, some Dragon's Den style ideas of All right. businesses. You want like to run them past me? Try, try and fleece you out of some money if I possibly can. Okay. Well, it's a, a bad start to your pitch saying you're going to fleece me. Is that a bit too honest? Do you think? But still, if there's if the All idea right. is solid, right. it, well, the first one I've got is the portable backpack allotment. Portable backpack allotment. It's for people who are short of time and space. Yeah. Um, but high on energy, yeah. And it's like a backpack thing, and you can put your plant your seeds in it. Yeah. And what you do is you kind of walk at a stoop, right? So that it keeps it flat, because obviously, if you're walking with it as a backpack, yeah. all the stuff would fall out, the soil, yeah. the seeds, all of that would fall out. So you've got to walk stoop forwards. Yeah. But I've done some research, and it looks oh, as well, though if you've done research. Yeah, I have. It looks as though that can be good for your health and nutritionally. And well-being, and the community. I wonder if that. Can you think of an occupation that has to be stooped all the time? Um, Someone who's involved with tunnels or laying pipes or something. I think a tunnel walker. The tunnel walker. Tunnel walkers. Yeah, sewage. Well, Andy, um, um, I quite like the idea. It's, it's it's not fully. It is fully formed. Why could it not just have a big opening, and you could don't have to stoop? A big opening. You know, the top of it's open. Right. And it's got straps. You get a bigger surface area when it's stooped because it's, it's, it covers... Imagine a backpack that you'd wear on your back. Yeah. The surface area of the front of the backpack. Right. I'm, all I'm saying Whereas is... if it was just like, you know, the top bit, it's a couple of plants coming out the top, that, that wouldn't be as productive. Mm. I don't know. If or you, as fun. I think if you, like... Do you know those sort of bins that always make me laugh so much because they're just like dustbins, but they have them in offices and living rooms and that? They look like a, the old a, a dustbin. Oh, the old metal ones. Yeah. Yeah. It's such good fun, isn't it? Yeah. And if you got one of them about two foot... Right. Yeah, straps on it... Yeah. You could probably put three potatoes in, potato, potato plants well, in there, and you'd again, get a crop I'm of... S- I'm seeing the surface area you've got for I'm out. Crops. I'm out. Oh. All right, I've got a couple of others. Um, Christmas tree cage fighting experience, dear. <clears throat> Tell me more. Um... You know, the octagon where they do the cage yep. fighting. You basically go somewhere, an industrial unit on the edge of town. 
Yeah. You get in the octagon with a Christmas tree. Yeah. And you just kick the shit out of it <laughs> for 10 minutes. So you fight the Christmas tree. You fight tree. the Christmas I'm tree. Out. I'm it's, out. Hang on, it's good for recycling Christmas trees. Very yeah. big in January. Recycling um, the community well-being. Yeah. I'm worried that it's just such such, such a seasonal product. Uh, a lot of uh, aggression these days. I'm sorry, no, I'm out. Right. Uh, I value that I value that company at one pufty Todd. Right, next one. Um you know Tinder? The, is that d- where you look for a company? Yeah. Yeah. I like that but for people with nosebleeds. So I I wanna find out if someone nearby's got a nosebleed. Yeah, if you've got a nosebleed and someone nearby has if you suffer from chronic nosebleeds, yeah. you know, you wanna be around your own kind, don't you? Okay. And Tinder, then you just mutually support each just, other. Yeah. I just wonder if it's open to abuse people using it who haven't really got a nosebleed. What to try and get online sex? Well, to try and well to try and get some online nosebleed action. I don't suppose it's going to lead necessarily so lead to put sex. Put that as a maybe. Put that as a maybe, yeah. And then I've just got a self-help program which I'm calling "Shitting for Victory." Okay, that's all I've got. Oh, well, you can put me down as like a supporter of it, right? Do you know what I mean? Like a crowdfund thing, I'll put you down as an associate yeah. you can put director. You put I'll put you as a director of the business, yeah? No, don't I'll get put... you to sign something at the end of this. All right, Andy, yeah. Thank you. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Steve McLaren update. Interested? Yes, please. It's a really quick one, I promise. You remember we left? We last left him in a hotel with the fat lass. Yeah. Yeah. Badly injured in the box edge. Yeah. Do you remember that? I do. Not well, honest, I do. A month on, Steve and Casper the Snake have moved into a new apartment in Derby. In right. Derby. <laughs> yeah. Secret location. I know where it is. Um, can't say. I can't say where it is behind John Lewis's. Pass it on. Um, <laughs> and so, big lass. So he's in a secret place so the big lass doesn't come knocking. You know, Stephen! <gasps> Don't want any of that. So, of course, a new home and a new club means new carpets. So, and Steve McLaren loves carpets and carpeting. So the first weeks of January, him and Casper were going from carpet shop to carpet shop, getting samples, asking carpet questions. You know, just fucking living the carpet life yeah. dream, you know? Like um, BG and the Bear. Well, Remember that? Got, yeah, and you've got the wad. You can have any carpet you want. You know, you're not... Soulmates and carpets. Yeah. So um, they went into carpet, right? I call it carpet tick, yeah? Because it says Fine. carpet tick. And the manager recognises him. He says, hello, Mr. McLaren, a fellow carpet disciple, I do believe, if I'm not mistaken. 
He says, no mistake, my dear fine lad. I'm a touch tight with everything beholden to the carpet. Oh, Mr McLaren, I think a small sample of curtain ties drifted onto the front of your head there. <laughs> Don't be daft, that's me hair island, you Rodney Plonker. There once was a manager had an interesting idea To make a kitchen carpet using doormats from Ikea He bought them individually not to give the game away But before the job was finished he sadly went insane And grew a hair island A hair island Oh, I like it very much, says the carpet man I'm John Puffin, by the way. How can I help you? <laughs> well, listen, John, I've moved into a new apartment and it's a blank canvas. I want something with a thick, dense pile, soft and forgiving underfoot, suitable for areas of large traffic, probably in beige or oatmeal. You don't think your hall could... Ah, oh, fucking shoulder! Ah, oh, You don't think your hall could take a pattern, maybe something a bit 70s retro on a polywool mix? Polywool mix? What, do you think I am a fucking anarchist? <laughs> You'll be telling me to get laminate next, you buffoon. And just as he said that, I noticed that Casper, with his upper part of his body erect, was looking at the hardwood and laminate uh, samples. All right. Casper, get away from there. I don't want you getting involved with hard flooring, right? Well, Casper turned his head, but then just turned straight back to the laminates and started to lap his tongue against a little sample, like a piney one. Old pine, darker pine than the modern pine. Yeah. Casper, I won't tell you again. Come away. But Casper just held his ground, transfixed by the laminates and that. All right. All right, stay there, you plonker. See if I care. I've got carpet to order. You're not ruining my big day. So Steve looked at some beige samples, chose a nice hardware in um, smooth wool pile. Ten-year guarantee, Andy. Mm. You'd want that, wouldn't you, for hallway? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so he sat at Mr Puffin's desk. You know, you have to do that bit where you sign yeah. fucking all this stuff. He's about to sign off on the deal. So um, how's it going at Derby, says Mr Puffin. Oh, it's quick in and out job, says... What, what did I call it before? Destroy an exit. Destroy an exit job, you know. I'm just blood-sucking, really. <laughs> but I will leave the stadium fully carpeted. Do you know, Mr Puffin, it will have more carpet than the San Siro. That's always been a dream of mine. Suddenly, Casper's head appears over the side of the desk and his neck is swollen to about the size of a rugby ball. Yeah. And he's looking at the agreement, which isn't signed yet, for the carpet. Uh -oh. Yeah? Bang! He sends a swift pipe of spew into Mr Puffin's face and then all over the keyboard and the paperwork. Right. Fresh spew all over. It's all ruined. Get out of carpet, Tick, shouts Mr Puffin, and take that fucking disgusting snake with you. So they leave, and on the way home, Steve makes Casper sit in the back of the Octavia. Steve is furious. But, Andy, is that a little grin I see on Casper's face? Yes. Could well be. Right. He's scuppered the plans for car. I think what we're looking at here is the um, start of a plan by Casper to get this new, these new premises hardwood laminate flooring. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm sensing. Is that what you reckon? Did you think that was a bit like Dog... The afternoon with Al Pacino, but with Mr Puffin playing the Al Pacino character. No, no I didn't. thought Dog the Afternoon was quite um, tightly plotted and, and, and 
good film, really. You didn't think much to that, then? No, I thought it meandered. That, that, that Gangs of the EPL thing that you do, yeah. it, it, it's cute and everything, but I suspect that some of it's made up. Where, um, whereas with the secret soccer superstar that we, we have as an occasional guest on yeah. the show, he's definitely real. Well, I know that. i tell you what, Andy, it isn't made up. Are you sure? It isn't made up, honestly. Right. Well, the secret soccer superstar doesn't make his stuff up either, and he's never mentioned a gang I yet. I never said he did. All right. Well, he's here again this week talking okay, about... OK, let's have a listen. See what he's got to say. Lots of footballers make a bit of extra money by doing sponsorship stuff for big companies. The bonus cash you get can mean the difference between just driving a car or upgrading to something better, like a van. I used to have a deal with me local barber. If I hung round his barber shop every Wednesday afternoon, signing autographs and giving out dribbling tips, I'd get six free haircuts every calendar year. I almost got another deal with a hat company at the same time, but it would have clashed with the barber deal, so I had to turn it down. I was gutted. One of me best footballer mates has got a deal with a top, top high street chemist. You know the one I mean. He puts a sticker with their logo on it in the back window of his car. And now he gets 50% off all his tablets. And they send him blobs through the post in unmarked packaging and everything. Mm. Well. There we go. The, the murky world of sponsorship. Disguised as ever. We still don't know who he is. Yeah. Top, top player though. Is it um, Jimmy Husband? No. No, oh, okay. <laughs> Have you ever noticed? Right, right. Have uh, you ever noticed? Uh, <coughs> have you, though? Have you noticed? You've only got 1% battery left whenever you phone up Pearson's to order brass and wax and the player message saying you're on hold and you're ninth in the queue for brass and oil. Have uh, you ever noticed? Hey! The history of the island is rife with tales of strangers making it from the mainland and visiting its shores and meeting their untimely death. The last recorded instance of a mainlander visiting the island shores was in 1976, and this is the tale of what unfolded. Young Gavin McNeil was a trainee reporter for the West Island Express, a community newspaper for Malig, Morar, Lockaloit, Glenfinnan, Knockyat and the smaller isles. He had particular responsibility for local and national sport. One day while strolling on the coast at Malig, eating an oat cake with a drink of powdered marvel milk dissolved in warm water, he came across a small green bottle washed up on the shore. Catching his attention, he found inside a handwritten note which read as follows. To whomsoever shall receive this note. My name is young Walter Bannon. I am a 16-year-old and, <laughs> and I live on the island that can be found using the coordinates below. I am not allowed to leave the island. It is my belief that I am the greatest young footballing talent to have emerged from the west of Scotland since the great Willie Bald. You can find me every day practising my skills down at Wilbrook's Common above Bongo Cove as marked on the map. 
Intrigued by what he had read, young Gavin chartered a small craft and headed for the island. How do you think he's going to get on? He's making his way across the I, sea. I'm assuming he'll end up dead. Let's find out. As the mainland disappeared from his sight, his boat was suddenly surrounded by a strange red and grey fish that leaped around the boat, causing a whisper to be heard. Turn back, turn back, they seemed to say, but Gavin ignored their pleas, for they were just red and grey fish, and their conversation would not hold much quarter, e.g. at a ceremony or educational seminar. Arriving at the cove, he was surprised to see a young woman resting on a rock. She wore a tight sage nylon blouse, and it was plain to see had plenty of surplus unused tit <laughs> and additional supplementary folds around her midriff to provide for grip and comfort when on board. His personal pipe stiffened slightly, but instantly relaxed as she spoke. I am the gatekeeper allocated to this cove. This is your first and last chance to leave without harm occurring. Turn away. But he ignored her advice, as she was just a lassie with unused tit and plentiful grip, and as such her advice would never be taken as important, for example in a bookmaker's or at an engineering conference. He followed the path upward, and from his vantage point could see a young boy playing football alone in the dust dumps. <laughs> For sure his skills were unworldly. He would kick the ball high upward to a perfect vertical and trap it on one knee before swivelling 360 degrees and burying it in the net. A line of five footballs were dispatched into the goal, with the young man using only the very tip of his heel to propel them. Gavin walked at a pace toward him. The boy juggled three footballs upon first his head and then by a combination of his shoulder and his personal pipe. <laughs> As Gavin approached, he shouted, Hey, young Willie, how do you do? <laughs> I'm Gavin. But his words stopped there and sudden. For when the boy turned toward him, what Gavin gazed upon killed him in an instant for Willie had the face that was a combination of Benedict Cumberbatch and Nicola Sturgeon the face of Benedict Sturgeon the face of Benedict Sturgeon I'll do an Oldman and I'll, I'll announce as I do it this is the last ever Alderman yeah? <gasps> no, I'm not doing him anymore it's too private. Really. I'm laughing at doing them. So I went up to Stockton to see the alderman just after Christmas. He was having a garden party at his house, right? right. He's got a nice house, Edwardian thing, for, uh, for the dozy kids and the parents, you know. Big garden. It's a lovely garden, yes. Secluded areas? Um, there is. It's it's detached. Yeah. But you can, at the back you can see a few houses, a few other houses. So I don't know got, why I'm laughing at that. <laughs> we got Billy the Pigeon in, do some magic. Yeah. yeah. Biffy Clyro did some first painting. Yeah. And then offered to do some of the kids' faces as well. <laughs> yeah. The vicar with the twitch um, and his and the bad breath, he did some storytelling. Right. Something about a biscuit that had a penis or something. Oh. Weird story, mm -hmm. it for the kids? They enjoyed it. The town... Um, Clark did a daft dance and gave a kicking display, you know, like a how to kick yeah. display. Anyway, after the, halfway through this farce, the alderman came up to me and he said, Robert, I've got something to show you, Robert. Come with me, Robert. 
I thought, hey, up, Mark, get lucky here, Andy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he takes me outside, points to a great big polythene tunnel, you know, like polythene tunnels. A for, polytunnel, they call Yeah, them. but it's a, this is but big. Man-sized. Massive tunnel. And he's put up in his garden. He says, what do you think, Robert? I said, I'm, it's very nice, Alderman. I mean, I'm no expert, but it looks like a good one, solid. Um, it's really tunnel it, you know, a bit like E.T. or something like that. Yeah. Just wait there, Robert. Wait till I beckon you, Robert. Oh. So he disappears. Protocol. And, yeah, oh, that's fine, yeah, I'll wait. So I hang around for about five minutes. A couple of kids wandered out at one point. I told them to fuck off. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He sassed me out there, me and the old man. I yeah, said, fuck off, fair will enough. you? And then I hear, uh, Robert, come inside now, Robert. <laughs> so I get inside and I look through. Uh, it's There's a, like a, a first area and then it's got one of those curtains that you might have on Silent Witness or something. Yeah. You know, like the strips of... Yeah. A bit, you know, I used to have in council houses forensic when I was young. curtains. But they were all brightly coloured. Yeah. Now they're thicker. For, let's call them forensic curtains. Thank you. Um, I've got an album by them. For the forensic, forensic curtains. curtains, yeah. And there's, I look through it and there's row upon row of these plants with quite a long fruit growing. Right. Red, red fruit, yeah. but um, long, you know, long, like a cucourgette or cucumber or something like that. For, for the listeners, Bob's holding his hands apart yeah. at a long distance. And he says, these are my little secret, Robert. Robert, <laughs> they are genetically engineered cross between a cucumber and a tomato, Robert. I call them cumbertos. Robert, I sneaked the seeds back from Estonia, Robert, when I was at the Apricot Festival a few years back, Robert. Then I noticed he's wearing, you know those paper boiler suits like you get if you're in custody, Mm -hmm. the police and that, and he hands one to me, he says, Here, Robert, put this on, Robert. The humidity in here is terrifying. I don't want you to pass out, Robert. Well, it was fucking hot, so I stripped down to me undies, held out my hand for the boiler suit. He says, No, Robert... Remove your briefs. I don't want my cumbertos contaminated with Todd dust. So I took them off really slow, you know, to make sure they didn't close like a flurry of dust. Yeah. And I put the suit on. Well, fuck, God, it was hot in there. And you could feel the suit, like, clinging to your skin. Yeah. And the alderman tells me to pluck a cumberto, give it a try. This cross between a cucumber and tomato. So just as I'm picking it, I see these faces pressed up against the outside of the tunnel. They look a bit scary, a bit distorted because of all the condensation. Condensation, but I can make out the town clerk, right? And I can make out Biffy because yeah. some ink's dripping <clears> off his face yeah. in the condensation and that. Then it starts up a bit muffled at first. Kiss the alderman, kiss the alderman, kiss yep. the alderman, or just the alderman to a crescendo. I think, well, why not? I'm only human, aren't I? Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> Who wouldn't? So I turn towards him and I see that his suit, his purple suit, is really drenched. It's more or less transparent. You know what oh. I mean? Yeah. <sighs> you can see all, like, the swirls of hair on his pot belly. Yeah? And yeah. all the hair on his shoulders is all swirled and sticking to Clinging his Clinging to the inside of the purple suit. Yeah. Jesus. And there's a little <laughs> rippers formed in his chest. And through that you can see the scar where he had his lungs seen to. You know what I mean? <laughs> And he's covering his modesty because it's all see-through with one of the cumbertos, you know, yeah. which is nice of him. Can't yeah. want to be involved with that. So he grabs me around my waist and he rips my suit as he does so and he starts licking at my cheek, you know, like a, yeah. bit, like a spiral motion. Yeah. Like a snake, he sort of just literally encircles it. Nice. Oh, it was really rambunctious. 
It was really captivating. Then, bang, he clamps onto my mouth like a whelk. And I'm, just, I'm transported to Leeds, do you know what I mean? Or somewhere like Leeds. Somewhere incredibly romantic anyway. Somewhere like Leeds. Yeah, Northampton. Somewhere yeah. like that, really romantic place. Then too quickly it's over and I'm hustled out of the tunnel. And as I'm getting dressed, Andy, I notice that the alderman's crying. Oh. Yeah. So that's odd, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I'm not bothered by his crying. Do you know why he was crying? No, but it struck me as unusual. It is a bit. Yeah. So I'm afraid that's where we'll have to leave the alderman crying in his polytunnel. It's kind of how I thought it would end up, really, (laughs) in the very beginning. Did you think, Andy, that that story was a bit like the film E.T., you know, with the tunnel and and the pair of suits? Barely believable. (sighs) Right, I've got a song to finish us this week. And it's a little bit of a soft rock anthem. OK, is there anything, anything you want me to do to help? If you could just wave your arms from side to side. No, is that, well, you know I can't wave me on because of my bad shoulder. Is that what you're trying to set me up for? <laughs> Fucking injury. Maybe it is, yeah. All right, well, just, just wave an imaginary lighter in the air. All right. Just mobile phone or something. Whatever. Here we go. Son, I am your father And I want you to evade the mistakes that I have made I'm here to tell you what you have to do So look into my eyes and listen to me too Son, you're at the start of your life An innocent boy with no trouble or strife Let me lead the way, let me show you how You'll thank me one day and I'll tell it to you now I would give it ten minutes if I were you Go watch the telly or maybe make a brew Just hold it in a while Cause the stench in there is vile I'd give it ten minutes If I were you I would give it ten minutes if I were you Just go and watch the telly or maybe make a brew Just hold it in a while Cause the stench in there is vile So I would give it ten minutes if I were you. Be, I, that, I, that would be done by the Eagles, maybe? Or Meatloaf, Toto. I'm thinking. Meatloaf. You're thinking Meatloaf? Yeah, it's got that yeah. Jim Steinman kind well, of feel about well, it. Well, I mean, it's a little bit... I don't know what to say about that because I couldn't help laughing, but I hated myself for laughing. So that's my comment on it. Right. All right. The appeal to the basest part of I your suppose. soul. Oh well, there we there we are. And that's the end of the podcast. Join us again next week for Join, more. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. See you next time. Bye. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.